Candy's bitter, Chase is stalled. Homer's no hitter, Harry's bald. Art's a mess, less is more. Hunter is an herbivore, Tanner's leather is faux. In our class, there's no shame. We all have misfit Welcome names. to episode number 250. 52 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I welcome Duke Otherwise. And we got into it, talked all about his new record, Kith and Kin. And I don't know about you all, but we've been at home for a while and we need some new stuff, some new good stuff. So I am really thrilled to be presenting this episode with Duke. Otherwise, I think you're going to get a kick out of it. I think you're going to get a kick out of him. And that song you just heard was called Joy's a Grump. And it's kind of one of those really, really fun songs that uh, I couldn't write because I'm not clever enough. But luckily, we have folks like Duke Otherwise who make this seem so easy and so natural and so joyful and so fun. And let me just give you like, let me give you a little bit of like some of the song titles from this record, Kith and Kin. And you tell me how this could possibly be not fun. One is called Yodeling Lament. One's called Billy Put Your Sister Down. One's called Slow Monster. One's called Golden Wheel Spider. I mean, this is some creative stuff, folks. Check out Duke Otherwise. And let's get to know him in just a second after I tell you that all the past episodes of the Good Stuff Kids podcast are available at goodstuffpod.com. Follow me on social media, the at symbol, goodstuffpod. Now, now is the time for us to get to know Duke Otherwise. And stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode so you can hear that song Joy's a Grump from the album Kith and Kin in its entirety. Come on, Duke, take it away. Good stuff. It is my pleasure to to introduce you to my new friend and to welcome Duke Otherwise to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. Duke, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well. I'm um, on the upside of having a, a three-day-long cold here. I have a show tomorrow, so I'm... On the upside, and I'm ready to uh, to sing tomorrow and do this interview today. Oh, good. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, lots of tea, lots of right honey, tea yep. and honey. That's lots what of we... tea and honey. I'm I'm drinking hot water right now, so you might hear hear me slurping a little bit in uh-huh. between uh, questions. I think that slurping is a okay and welcome. So, so <laughs> it is. Uh, I've been uh, I've been listening to your music all day. I've been watching videos and things, and there's lots of ground to cover here. So, I think. Um, you are, uh, I watched a video and in the video, and I'm going to do my best to explain this, right? We just talked about how, if this was live or not, and how I edited things out sometimes if, if I ended up babbling. So we're going to right off the bat, I'm going to get into a babble and see what you can do to, to make this question actually work. So you are a guitar player. And I know this because when I watched a video that you did, you were able to simultaneously like the best way I can say it is you were able to play notes, not chords, not strumming, but actually pick notes from a scale while you were singing. That is not an easy thing to do, said as a fellow guitar player. So that means that tells me that you've been at this for a while and that you have some musical skills and chops and background. And I would love to hear where you're coming from musically. I think I did it. I think I, I don't think we need to edit that. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boy, I you know I I started taking guitar lessons when I was in third grade, and uh, 
it was just uh, w- one of the teachers at my schools, uh, at, at my third grade uh, school, and he taught me for about two months, and I just learned some basic chords. After that, I lost interest in, in playing the guitar after a couple months. And it wasn't until I was a senior in high school when a friend of mine had a guitar laying around, and I picked it up, and I remembered the chords from back in third grade, and I immediately fell in love with it because I, uh, I, I made up a silly song in front of my friends on the spot, and um, they all laughed, and I thought, oh, that was fun, but actually more so liked the sound that was coming from the guitar. So from there, I went and uh, just started playing again, and then um, I took classical guitar lessons in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Conservatory of Music there, and that's where I really fell in love with the guitar, and just knowing its versatility that I didn't really know before. I always, you know, I listened to heavy metal as a kid and and new wave and all kinds of interesting things, but um, I never really thought of guitar as a classical instrument and and all the different versatility that it had. And from there, yeah, that's when I that's when I just really uh, started playing a ton and writing songs and writing instrumental music. And something that's interesting, and and for those of those folks who may not be uh, a guitar player, there's different strings that go on a guitar. And I noticed that you play what looks like a classical guitar. Is that what you typically play? And, yeah. And so, so tell us I the do. difference between the the strings, right? Which is a small thing, but actually makes a really big difference. Right. Yeah. The the classical string, uh, the cl- classical guitar is strung with uh, nylon strings, so it's a little bit softer, warmer sound. Um, the action on it is a lot different than a than a steel string guitar, and and I and I have I do play steel string also, and and on some of my recordings, I, I there is a lot of steel string actually, um, but prim- I, my preference is to play the the classical nylon string, and and it took me a while actually to find uh, a classical guitar that I liked how it sounded plugged in, and the one that I play at my shows is a really cheap guitar that sounds good plugged in. And, and I have a good friend who does uh, shows for kids too. And he would bring his $4,000 guitar to these kids shows and um, kid once knocked it over. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm fine with a $200 guitar on the road. That sounds pretty good plugged in. So um, that's the guitar I'm playing nowadays about a, about a $200 guitar. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a work guitar. Yeah. It's called a work guitar. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, well, that's, that's really, uh, so that's cool. Thank you for, uh, sh- for sharing that distinction. So before we get into sort of the nitty gritty of, of the music that you make, um, so there's a couple questions I'm trying to figure out the order in which I want to ask them. I guess the first is what drew you towards music for families? Was it just something that naturally fit your personality? Was it something that, you know, stumbled upon by accident? There's lots of different ways that people get into this. And I'd be curious to hear right. how, how it was yeah. for you. Well, both of those uh, suggested answers there are, are right on for me. One is I've, I have, well, my, my niece just gave birth to a baby two days ago. And I think that puts it up. Uh, nieces and nephews, including grand, no, no, great nieces and great nephews. I think I have a total of 25 now between um, my wife and I. Wow. And so we have kids around us like crazy. We don't have any kids of our own yet, but so I've, and I've always been the one on the floor. 
wrestling around, making up silly games with the kids. And so I was doing music uh, professionally more for adults in bars and clubs and things like that. And then when I was on the road, I met a guy, maybe you know him, maybe you know Zach Morgan um, out of Cincinnati. And I met him on the road, and, and he's been doing kids' music for years. And I saw what he was doing, and I was like, man, that's exactly what I would like to do. That sounds, that looks way more fun than what I'm doing. And, uh, and I, you know, I just never knew that you could, that, 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 that was out there, that you could make music for families that was clever and smart and it was real music. And, uh, so that got my, that piqued my interest. And then a few years later when, when our band, um, disbanded, I was like, I think I'm going to give this, this kid's music thing a shot. Cause it's, I love kids. I love music. And, and then since then, that was about seven years ago. I haven't looked back. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, and it's um, it, it's it's a cool thing, right? It's like you you are able to put these two skills that you have to uh, combine them and do something different. And I think that your idea that you you can make there's no limit to what you can call family music, right? Like there's no set parameter and you, you spin it the way you spin it because that's, what's real to you. And that's, you know, and and I think that that's showing a lot of uh, respect for your audience, both parent and child. Um, Another thing, another bat, another item, I don't even know how to say this. Another item in your bag of tricks (laughs) is, is you're really rhythmic. And uh, I know that there's something about you that is differently rhythmic than me i play you know percussion and and hand drums and i'm sure you do that too but there's something else that you do it's not your primary instrument but it's something that i've actually seen you use in a live setting um and i think you know what i'm talking about but tell me a little bit about how how tap dancing figures in with with duke otherwise and what you do and how you started doing that because i don't think it was something you grew up doing if i'm not mistaken you're right it's not i i uh I also started, so when I was in middle school, I hadn't touched the guitar at all, but I wanted to, uh, I still liked music. So I, I, I picked up the drums when I was in middle school and I still, I, and I played around with that. And then, um, so I, I, I learned some good rhythm early on, but then in my adult years, when, after I, after I picked up the guitar, I, I, I'm, I'm a big old movie buff i like i like old movies and i really got into the old fred astaire gene kelly nicholas brothers you know different different tap dancing movies and then i said man i want to do that and i was 25 years old and my mom um you know saw that i was having this new passion i was like man that would be fun so shortly after for christmas she got me tap shoes and um classes for a christmas gift as, as a 25 year old and uh, I loved it. I went and took, I went as quickly as I could and registered and started taking tap lessons. And then uh, from there on, I, I just I, I performed in a couple different uh, tap dancing shows uh, locally. And then, um, and then I was doing Duke otherwise for a couple years. And I kind of had stopped tap dancing. And then somebody once said, "Hey, don't don't you tap dance?" Like yeah, I, I, I still do a little bit. Why don't you throw that into your show? Like kids would love that. And and I kind of, I kind of, it was kind of a slap in the face. I'm like, man, wh- why didn't I add this a long time ago? <laughs> so I started uh, incorporating incorporating that into the show, and it's it's not a big part of the show. 
Um, it's something I throw in maybe two or three times throughout uh, a solo performance. And if I have a full band with me, I do it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just, an, it's just a nice little extra treat. And even when I'm not tap dancing, um, like going in an actual routine, I use it as a backbeat, um, just banging against a, a piece of plywood I have on the on the stage to just add a little more percussive percussive sound to the to the song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah one, that, that's the, my story there. That, no, it's really it's it's cool how how you can you know use it in bits. You know, like uh, and in bits, I don't mean like comedy bits. I mean like. You, you throw it into the show a little bit and it's just another way to engage with your audience. It's another, I mean, this is a, uh, this is way, uh, way meta maybe, but like it's another way to show kids that you can have, you can be good at multiple things, right? You're not just a good guitar player. Sure, you're not yeah. just a good singer, but you have this other interest too. And I think that that's, you know, uh, I, I'm really into role modeling and I think that it's an interesting role model for, for kids to see that. Um, sure, so yeah. the, the video that I saw, actually, there was not, a, there was not a single kid in it, actually. I, I don't know where it was or where you were, but you did like basically like a call and response and, uh, you did a rhythm and people were able to, um, you know, so you, you called the rhythm and they responded by clapping their hands and just great audience participation. And I think rhythm is a really great equalizer because everyone thinks they don't have it, but I'm a, a, a big believer that everyone actually does and they just haven't been presented to it to them. They haven't had it presented to them in an accessible way. Would you find that that's a fair statement or very unfair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think some people are more rhythmically challenged than others, but I think that once, yeah, I mean, what, let's put it this way. Once you're in a, a big group of people clapping together, it's a lot easier. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Which, which, which in my in my performances when I do that call and response, it's, it does, uh, there's strength in numbers there. So. <laughs> <laughs> strength, in, strength in numbers. You heard it here, yes. folks. If you think you don't have rhythm, find like 10, 15 other people, and then you will. It's magic, truly. Um, yeah, yep. So it's interesting that you said that you're a, you're a film buff, right? You're an, you're because so, I um I was watching videos and you know and on your website you have like your your sort of your your press stuff, right? And as a I guess a borderline press person, I was checking it out and you have kind of a look, like you have an aesthetic. Is that um is that influenced by sort of the the old the old films that you you really like? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, I think uh, I wanted Duke Otherwise in some ways to be a bit timeless, um, a bit of, uh, yeah, I mean, and even though it's not perfect in that, it's, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I love the way people used to dress back in the day. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah the- and my wife is, is very much on board with that too, so she helps me with that. Right, and there, there's a phenomenal picture um, on your website and on your Facebook page that shows you in, you know, kind of a, a cool vintage-looking chair with a, very, very uh, large, furry white dog. So tell me, tell, <laughs> I promise we're about to get into the music, but tell me a little bit. Is this, is this your very large, furry white dog? You know, I wish it was. That's my, so that house um, was uh, the house where I recorded my first two albums um, with Matt Spranzi in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And we also filmed the video for Brussels Sprout Shout, which is uh-huh, um, right. that was also filmed in that house. And that dog, um, 
yeah, he was, he was, uh, she was a big part of, uh, the recordings and, and just, you know, being around. And then my wife and I had an idea because I have two songs about dogs and I play them at most every show because they're, they're some of the favorites. And, um, we had an idea of like kind of an old hunting, hunting dog and the man and his gun and his dog picture, but instead me and, uh, my guitar and, mm-hmm. and a dog. And that was what kind of what we were going for with that photograph. Um, unfortunately that, that photo has caused me some trouble oh, no. because, uh, <laughs> cause I put it, um, I, I, I sent it to, to different venues, you know, as I'm coming into town and then people show up and say like, where's the dog? <laughs> and you know, that was, uh, I didn't have that foresight to say like, Oh yeah, people are going to think that there's a dog in the show. <laughs> um, so they were a little disappointed when I just had them barking like dogs and I was barking like a dog instead of being this big beautiful cuddly dog yeah so uh i had to change that <laughs> awesome got it that that's totally fair and i am look i think it's awesome anyway you slice it okay so so you record this new album we should say it's called kith and kin and there's some really interesting like the songs stand on their own as like really fun and different music right and we've talked about rhythm a little bit but i think that you know Rhythm is a huge part of of what you're doing musically. So I think I think the song I'm thinking about. So I've listened to a lot of your music today, which is like really awesome. But I I hope I'm not confusing songs. Is it so full that it's just like filled with 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 groove? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, that one. Yeah. That one's- yeah, that one's got a lot not going on there. Yeah, so so I I love the so so explain to the audience I guess uh, the the premise of the song. Like we don't want to give too much away, right? Like there's actually a real live thing here with your songs that like we could act. There's like spoiler alerts. Like I don't wanna, I don't want to spoil <laughs> anything for the listener because they're right, so witty right. and so fun. So just generally uh, tell me a little bit about that one and putting that one together. Yeah, so that one that one actually was based on a true story. My, um, uh, I'll I'll try not to give too much away, but when I was a kid, my our family went to our uh, a family from our church. They invited us over, and and uh, a boy who was a year younger than me, so I was probably third grade. He was second grade, and uh, they had this horrible seven layer salad that they served me <laughs> and it had mayonnaise and peas oh, on it, gross. which were my, my the, the two worst things for me at that age. And, uh, and I refused to touch it. You know, I ate everything else and that was just sitting there and I pushed it away and I said, I'm full. And, uh, then two minutes later, you know, the, the mom comes out and says, who wants dessert? And of course I've right away said, I want dessert. And this, my, my little friend, he, he ended up being my friend later on. But at that time, he he just he called me out. Oh. His, his little voice. He goes. He goes. I thought you thought you were full. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, and I was busted. I was completely busted. <laughs> and I just looked around the room. I remember being like 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 a, like a spotlight was on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just two minutes ago said I was full, and now I want dessert. So that the song kind of came from that, and then I I just put it in more of like a family, my own family setting, yeah. rather than yeah, rather than. Uh, 
convoluted the song too much. Yeah, well, the, like the best, yeah. the best music comes from a place of of reality and life experience. And <laughs> yeah. I, think, I mean, look, yeah. I'm with you on the mayonnaise and pea salad. Sounds like pretty <laughs> heavily gross. Um, yeah, but there's also a true story behind "Everybody Spin," which is the very first song. So. And I think that this is so great, and I can't wait to hear you talk a little bit about how this song came to be. <laughs> yeah, you know that one. That's that's that. It's it's a bit funny. We um, I have a good friend, and and we talk about everything, and we we stay up until two o'clock in the morning, and and we, who knows what kind of conversation we're gonna get on. And I just recently realized, well, it was about a year ago, I realized that he was a flat earther theorist, <laughs> and. Uh, and our our conversations were so delightful. Like he, at first, I thought he was joking, you know. And we were, right. um, and and we talked more and more. And I just, you know, I would ask the questions of, well, how come this? And he would always have a great answer for him. Like, oh, that's an interesting answer. And so after um, after a couple months, I realized, wow, he's actually he actually is one. And we uh, we we talked more and more about it. And then eventually, this song came about through that um and and, it, and the song works whether you believe the earth is flat or the world is round it's it's a bit of a stretch but um but yeah basically um if we if everyone could spin at the same time um the same direction maybe we could get the world to stop or, or go really fast whichever one you want it to do and it's, it's a really silly concept but it's a fun one to do uh for kids to just get them spinning and, and yeah. getting out of control at a show. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, there's no, there's yeah. no other way. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Then if, I mean, we could go through these, you know, song by song by song, you know, there's slow monster, there's Gavin, there's golden wheel spider. But again, there, this is all, you know, folks should be listening to this record. So I don't want to give all of the Duke otherwise secrets away, but I do want to hear and I'm, I, I'm i'm choosing between two here right there's joy's a grump which i think is just a brilliant premise and then there's yodeling lament so the way that we're going to decide which one we're going to talk about is is yodeling lament the one that has the rap breakdown that is yes. okay so that's the one we need to talk about because i have been listening to music for a really really long time and i love things that sort of juxtapose, right? I love things that go great together that you aren't really expecting to go great together. And I was just like, it, it just like knocked me over when I heard this little rap section on, on yodeling lament. So I guess like where this, I know where this one comes from, but just to hear how this particular, like, I think it's a really cool glimpse into who you are as an artist that you're taking these things Right and 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 pulling them together. So walk us through this one a little bit. Yeah. So this song, this song actually, boy, I've been working on this song for like three years until I finally found what exactly how I wanted it to, what what I wanted it to do, because I had the the idea a long time ago, and um, basically it came from I was trying to yodel one day, and I am the world's worst yodeler. I was like, man, how do they do that? I can't do it. And my good friend can yodel, and then I have another friend who yodels on Broadway. He's he's, like, <laughs> he's amazing. He's actually the guy who yodels on on the song. Uh -huh. um, and uh, so I just said, I'm going to write a song about how distraught I am that I cannot yodel. <laughs> and 
and that's how that came about. And, and it went through a lot of different stylistic changes before I finally found exactly what I wanted to do with it. And I had the idea from the beginning for, I mean, I don't know how much I should spoil here for, for the big ending, but, um, but yeah, it was basically, basically stemmed from real frustration and then I said, but let's make it fun. Let's make my frustration fun. And then uh, and I have a friend who can do this thing really, really, really well. And we'll get him to do that part. And I'll do the, 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 the bad yodeling on it. <laughs> so I do the bad yodeling. He does the good yodeling. And, uh, and, I, and I've had a lot of people say to me, man, I did not know that you could yodel that well. And I'm like, read the liner notes. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, that's... Yeah. Uh, you know, and you owned it. You went out there and you put your best yodel forward, and that's all we can ask, right? And that's a good lesson. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, the the record is great, and we should also say that there are two other records. There's Beehives and Bedheads and Creepy Crawly Love. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I don't want to give too much away. This stuff is so witty. It's so fun. It's so uh, – it's so – you know, as you said, and as we sort of said at the beginning, like this family music is a spectrum, right? And there can be a lot of different things. And this really is fits right in there. And it's great for kids and it's great for parents and it's great for, uh, you know, a live setting or it's great to listen to in the car. It's great. Um, I, was, I was listening to it at my desk at work and I was like, oh, this is like, this is perfect because it's like interesting. So it like engaged the musical mind and, and it just really enjoyed it. So before, uh, before we wrap up, tell me about the, the actual name of the record, Kith and Kin. Yeah. You know, I, um, I wanted to make an album of songs even though not everyone um, is consistent with this, but I wanted to make an album that really just celebrated family and friendships. And I'm a big family person and big, and, and, and I love my friends. And I, and I think a lot of, a lot of the stories from uh, this album are based on real events. Some of them are like joys of grump is a, is a story. I, based on something that happened with my niece, uh, something that she said that was so funny. And we ended up starting to write the song together, my niece, Virginia. And, um, and so that's, that's, that's a, even though it's not necessarily a family or friend song, it's, it's, it stemmed from that. And so to celebrate, um, some real things that happened in my, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. It's okay. <coughs> I was going good until now. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Doing great. I can um, I can edit that out. How about that? Boom. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but just to celebrate my uh, the family and, and friendships that I have, um, either by real events that happened, or or things that were just inspired by by family members or friends, and and some of the and even like the song twins. Um, there's there's a family right there, two brothers, um, who can't quite can't quite agree on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's kind of where that stemmed from, and and I, I wanted it to to hopefully bring bring families together as well, and, and enjoying the album together as a family. Absolutely. So, how can we keep up with you? I know that you you're playing a lot all around the the Midwest. Um, what is there? 
best ways to keep up with everything that Duke otherwise has going on? Yes, you can uh, follow me on dukeotherwise.com. I I try to keep my shows updated pretty well there. I, I do a lot in the Midwest with occasional chants elsewhere. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook and the Instagram. Um, and I think those are the only two that I have. I don't, I've never, I've never opened Twitter before. I don't know how to do that, <laughs> but um, I'm sure it's pretty easy. But I've just never opened a Twitter. It's fair. Account, but... It's totally fair. To each their own. Yeah. To each their own. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Duke, it was awesome talking to you, and thanks for being so uh, so open to talk about all of these different things. Like, like, let's just sum this up in a, in a way. Like we talked about classical guitar. We talked about tap dancing. We talked about yodeling. We talked about Brussels sprout. We talked about. I mean, I can't think of anything else that we could have talked about. Old movies, aesthetics. I mean, it was awesome. So I just want to thank you so much for your time. Peas and mayonnaise. Peas and mayonnaise. How could I forget? Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. All right. Awesome. So do you think that Duke Otherwise and I had a good time? Let me make this easy for you. Duke Otherwise and I. Had a great time talking to each other. So check out that brand new record from Duke Otherwise called Kith and Kin. Make sure you check out all the other stuff that he's done. He's got some he's got some records. He's got some stuff out there. The Brussels Sprout Shout, you know? Creepy Crawly Love, you know? Like Indecisive Joe, you know? Like all kinds of great things for you and your family to explore during this time when you know, exploring's kind of the right thing to be doing. All right, hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone's staying healthy. All the past episodes can be found, goodstuffpod.com. And now here is the full song, Joy's a Grump, from Duke Otherwise's brand new record, Kith and Kin. Talk to you soon. Joy's a Grump. Norm is odd, Bell's a frump, Frank's a fraud, Rich is poor, Grant's a scrooge, Max is mini, mini's huge, but he has no friends. Misty's clear, Wade can't swim, Rob's a giver, Victor never wins, Destiny has no luck, Brooke can't flow, flow is stuck, Eileen never bends. In our class there's no shame, we all have misfit names. Miss Nomer is the lady who teaches us. Miss Nomer is exactly who she says she is. Miss Nomer is the lady who teaches us. Dusty's clean, Kurt's polite, Rusty Sheen, Violet's white, Ruby's dim heroes, not gutsy, hopes forlorn, and Grace is klutzy. Taylor cannot sew. Candy's bitter. Chase is stalled Homer's no hitter Harry's bald Art's a mess, less is more Hunter is an herbivore Tanner's leather is faux In our class there's no shame We all have misfit names Miss Nomer is the lady who teaches us Miss Nomer is exactly who she says she is In our class there's no shame, we all have misfit names. Miss Nomer is the lady who teaches us, Miss Nomer is exactly who she says she is. Now melody and harmony won't sing for us, go!
listen to them not singing. Rose is kind of stinky. Ernest is two-faced. Robin doesn't like how earthworms taste. Miss Milner is exactly who she says she is. Miss Nomer is the lady who teaches us. Miss Nomer is the lady who teaches us. Miss Nomer is the lady who teaches